Welcome to Book Pile Banter. This is Amberly and Kim. Sarah will not be joining us for our 24 short story countdown in the holiday season because creepy Christmas stories have burned her one too many times. However, we are here to discuss an array of Christmas ghost and folktale stories leading up to Christmas Day. And we are back with day 10. Wow. We only have 10 more, well, nine more days left. Yeah. It's really weird. I like, it feels like it went really quickly, honestly. It, it it has once I actually started reading it, it I fought it for a little while but yeah. yeah so we're on day ten and it is with the gargoyle which is by Bridget Collins in the Winter Spirits Ghostly Tales for Frosty Nights Bridget Collins is a British author of adult and young adult fiction she earned her degree in English from King's College Cambridge uh, and is also a trained as an actor from the London Academy of Music and Dramatic Art. So, the plot is a woman is sent away to work on her novel after losing someone important to her. However, she struggles to find her muse again. Because I really did not know how to sum this up. Yeah. Beyond that, it's kind of a weird trip. It, it, was, it was different. So, you are the lover of all things gargoyles. How did you feel on this one? So, my gargoyle fascination um, ultimately probably falls back to the, the, what do you call them, cartoon? Yeah, yeah, the cartoon. Um, Gargoyles. And it's kind of created this gargoyles as protectors in my mind. And not remembering the ending of this, I don't remember the gargoyle really being a protector. It went in and wrote the story for her. Okay. It, yeah. It, it I, okay. So, it out. so it was the whole stinky, smelly, ranky. Yeah, that was just not working for me. But it it was an aesthetic. Yeah. Um, to be fair, the main character herself wasn't particularly described in a appealing no manner. No. Um, and so it honestly. I don't know why, but this entire story gave me like film noir vibes. Mm, maybe that kind of like gritty black and white. Not I, I quite got a the... heroine, not quite yeah a villain. Yeah, I got I got black and white out of it because I just I I think it's probably the descriptors and I can't yeah. remember anything specific to point that out. Um, I think I. Because I was annoyed with it a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's because I couldn't figure out whether the the person she lost was her lover or her sister. I think it was her lover. Okay. But that I think they were living without people knowing. Yeah, it was... I, At least to me, it came off as that was her lover. Yeah. Based on the descriptions she was giving, the way she was respond, talking about her... I just thought there were little things in there that, that came across to sister, and I don't... Maybe because of the child... There were so many references to the childhood. I, I think they were just childhood friends. Yeah. I, it, I don't know. Yeah. I, I got lovers from it. <laughs> I got lovers from it. But they were, she talked about mom and dad and the two of them together as, as children. So that's why I got sisters out of it. So I was, I was a bit confused with it. Okay. And I didn't really think, 
the payoff on the gargoyle writing the story was delivered well. I, I, it, well, I didn't fully write the story, but it, it like gave her enough to to write her rewrite um, to it, rewrite yeah. another story and and to become a bestseller again. Um, it's funny talking about sophomore slumps just a minute ago before we started recording, and that that was the entire premise is this was a writer on <laughs> needing slump. needing to write her sophomore book and and not and not being able to fulfill as many writers aren't. Um, you spend so much time on your first book and then they want the second one so quickly that it's, it's hard to, you know, deliver. Yeah. The same yeah. Kind of quality context yeah. feeling, especially if you're not that type of a writer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it wasn't bad by any stretch of the imagination, especially knowing what's coming up. Um, <laughs> spoiler, spoiler alert. Ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it it didn't hit either. Maybe it is that film noir thing. I don't like film noir. Never have, never will. I've tried on several different occasions to see if I could, what people's fascination with it is. Mm. So I am not the biggest film noir fan. Um, however, it has elements that just actually really hilarious thinking about this that like influences a lot of the media that I do now like prime example being supernatural actually the first few seasons that they filmed they used film noir techniques in order to film it um the lighting techniques that they use were film I don't noir I know that the source on that was film noir no it is um it is it is very much is it's so I have a bachelor's in screenwriting, which meant that I took a while. I took some. So if we're going to compare bread pan or ba brain pans here, I think I have a doctorate in supernatural. So <laughs> I was clarifying I'm, for I'm, I'm listeners why I'm, I'm saying this. I'm joking. You have a doctorate in supernatural. I'm joking. Jesus. But anyways. You, you have what is originally called German Expressionism. Not German Expressionism. And German Expressionism then shifts into, like, the monster flicks and film noir. And then continues with pretty much most Warner Brother films are filmed using German Expressionism. Um, okay, so this is all wonderful. Um, Kim Manners is the director that handled the ma majority of season one and season two. His source material was X-Files. And yes, I can see where the film noir kind of comes into X-Files. I've seen interviews. He never said anything about film noir. So maybe that's a source. I've never heard him say that's a source. That's, so, that's fine. Yeah. The lighting techniques are straight out of film noir. The backlighting, the forward lighting, the shadow casting. Okay. Okay. All textbook film noir. They're the ones who originally did okay. that style of lighting. Okay. Um, so that's why it's kind of funny that you don't like film noir. Is I don't like the stories. It's not that I don't yeah. like the filming. I I like the the aesthetic. I yeah. don't like. No, the, the stories, stories are, are kind of meandering and trippy, and but not like it's, trippy like like. It's like a like, lot of wandering down back alleys. Yeah. So that you can light it beautifully. Well, and it's, it's, you know, the woman and sin and, and, 
you know, anyway, forlorn man and how the woman, you know, wrongs him and yeah, whatever. Yeah. It's, it's an entire thing. I, I trying to think if I can even think of one that I'm like that one I like. And I think the closest is the Maltese Falcon. But I don't, like, love... But that's the one everyone's going to say they love. I know. Um, And I don't... I think it's just because some film people, you know, you have to find the one in every that you like, and that one is probably the most well-known. No, there's... Well, for me, thinking about it, there's a certain um, visual sequence that I like in it where she's, like, walking down the stairs or something that visually it looks really appealing um story-wise it's it's not like anything massive um i feel like there's one with jane stewart but it's not quite film noir it's like what came after film noir so yeah like vertigo kind of has noir vibes to it but it's not a noir um so yeah Anyways, let's say film noir again so we can sound even more pretentious. Film noir. <laughs> um anyways, that's it's the vibe the story gave. Yeah. Maybe. I, I mean, they start in an office. She's smoking. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know. I I don't know enough about film noir oh, to even no, to, to even it feels so textbook film noir. So, yeah, it, it might as well have been a detective behind the desk. Yeah. <laughs> um. And I, I think the thing that disappoints me is I kind of wanted more about the woman who wronged her. I wanted more about the damn gargoyle. That too. Um. Other than being told not to look at it, I was like, okay. Yeah. That that, that was like prevents the... you from ever having to describe it. Yeah. Um, um, and her wishing, and it give granting her wish basically. Yeah. It was it, it was weird. Yeah. It was weird. Not awful weird, but weird. It, she the writer created a mythology behind gargoyles, which, again, I know gargoyles. Um, do you have a doctorate in that one too? No, I don't. Okay. No, no. <laughs> I do have. You see my gargoyles book right I there? I know. I'm the one who got you that. No, gargoyle. I bought no. No, I bought you that when I went to York. Mm-hmm. I did. I looked at it. Okay. I, I can ask Sarah. Sarah will back me on it. Okay. Because we went into the York Minster and I went, "Ooh, I should get this book. It's full of gargoyles, and my mom loves gargoyles." Okay. And I think you're right because I think the one I bought myself is actually digital. Yeah. Um. But anyway, you're in a confrontation with me. I am. Give me credit. I know you like gargoyles. I can't get gargoyle things. But yeah, there's there's not a lot of, there's actually not a lot of mythology behind gargoyles other than, um, you know, why they were created on the side of buildings, which was is to drain water so that the, the rock, to drain it away from the side of the building so that, that everything, the stone that the buildings are made out of, don't um erode oh i'm sure there's some religious connotation to them as well because they're typically found typically found yeah no but that's the point though there really isn't a mythology behind them i i i like if i'm gonna use a character which Mm -hmm. i am writing a gargoyle story that will probably never be published um 
I will research the heck out of it. And there's, there's, unless I'm not remembering, which could very well be, it was a, it was a day. Um, there's not really a lot of mythology about it. I, yeah, I don't think there's I like... think they were just an architectural thing and then people made a myth, any mythology that does exist. Um, I, yeah, I'd have to look into it because I know it's Gothic? Or is it pre-Gothic? I think it's actually possibly post-Gothic. 're doing research yeah we need to you know get you tapping loud enough that that people know when you're tapping on the computers so that gargoyles were a notable feature of gothic architecture most gothic buildings had gargoyles however gargoyles actually predate gothic gothic architecture okay so they are um But like they're not, and but they're, yeah, your description is exactly there. Is what yeah. you know? What is the style of it? Um, what style came before Gothic? Romanesque? I wouldn't see. I wouldn't call them Romanesque. Um, but yeah, yeah, so they are iconic in Gothic architecture, but not necessarily the origin of it. But again, it, the point is the drainage, and yeah. so and it, it's just a way to, especially since when they were building, you know, uh, Gothic cathedrals and and all of that, they like to give the architects and the actual um, masons and and whatnot a little bit of license, and so it was a it was a good way to uh, to do that. Um, the source of my love of gargoyles is York Minster. Oh, oh man. Wow. It's got some great ones. Oh. And they had so much fun with, with theirs because they, they, really they had a lot of fun with them. Cute. I hair. don't remember if the Gothic Cathedral, because the, the one true, only true Gothic, built in Gothic times cathedral that we've seen all throughout Europe was in Glasgow. That big, dark, um, mm-hmm. um, I think it's, on my picture board over there that big dark cathedral with the flying mm-hmm. buttresses and and all of that i don't remember if there were gargoyles on that one i think there were um, there weren't as many as york minster um and then i have seen the notre dames oh well you have i didn't yeah. go to paris yeah so when i say we yeah no i, I meant we i'm just saying yeah because gargoyles originate from france, france. yes yes the word, the origin word is literally gullet. Yeah. Throat. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at it here. And there's a difference between a gargoyle and a grotesque. A gargoyle yeah. will always drain water. Yeah. A grotesque That's... is just a statue on the side of a building. Yeah. Um, and buildings and... will use both. Yeah. Yeah. You'll um, have, you'll have both. Um, Bath has a wonderful... Um, they have wonderful grotesques and one of them is angels climbing up a ladder up the side of, of the minster there in, in, yeah. in Bath. Um, it's so funny. I'm a complete atheist, but I, I love me a good cathedral. <laughs> what it, oh, so this is interesting. Cause again, we're doing research as we're doing this. It's cause you'd mentioned grotesques and it did link to it. Most people actually call grotesques gargoyles, gargoyles yes, but they're not they're actually yeah. gargoyles. Yep. Um, I don't think that I actually knew the difference between 
the two. I mean, I, I probably did some point, but I hadn't yeah. like truly processed yep. it. Um, and grotesques have been used from the Renaissance and medieval periods. So that definitely was pre-Gothic. And, um, and, and, the, and the gargoyle might have been a, a continuation of the grotesque in order to, like I said, it's yeah. all about drainage. And they yeah. wanted, and that's why they jut out from the building. Yeah, they, they wanted, wanted the water, water to, spew to, out. to spew out. And yeah. if you've ever seen, you, you can find uh, like videos of them of when it's really heavy raining and the amount of water that just flows Whoa. out of their mouths. It's mm-hmm. really cool. It is. Um, but yeah, I I love like yeah. you can see that one. That one's that one sticks out really yeah. far. I've seen that one. Well, I've seen a version yeah. of that one because that one was the Notre Dame. Um, let's see here. I forgot you saw Notre Dame. Yeah. Oh, this is the one I think. Is it the Roslyn Chapel that you're thinking? Oh no, that's not the cathedral. No, it's the glass. Just look up Glasgow Cathedral. We're going, we can't see this. What yeah, matter? she doesn't. I, we're doing this because Amber doesn't remember what it looks like. I'm sure. This one right here? This one. It's from like the 300s. Or some such thing. Let's see here. It's a medieval church. So is it? It's not. Is it? So it's not Gothic. No. Oh, I thought it was. No, but I think it has like. Once I said three hundreds, I knew I was wrong. Yeah. That's why I'm like, or some such. Yeah, because well, that's why because I'm like looking at it and I'm like, this isn't quite and it doesn't Gothic. It, and it doesn't have flying buttresses. I thought it yeah. did, but it doesn't. Um, so this is the oldest church we've ever seen. Yeah. And then we stayed in the, um, that's where we stayed in the hotel across mm-hmm. the street and the, the, um, hill. Of that was the, in Ireland. Was that No, Scotland? that's Scotland. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then the hill that's right next to it is the entire hills of graveyard. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. cool. Very yeah. cool. If you, if, I can now visualize which one yeah. this is. And yeah, yeah. No, that wasn't Gothic. It wasn't quite tall enough. Yeah. And not enough space. Stained glass for Gothic. Gothic oh yeah, no. Has quite a bit of stained glass. But no, this is this is because it's when when was it built? Uh, this is nothing to do with the story. No, it doesn't say. Let's see here. Uh, opens one thousand one hundred ninety-seven. Okay, I was way off. You were, but it's okay. This wasn't your doctorate. No. no. <laughs> oh my God. You're going to give me shit about that forever. I am. I am. So yeah, not, not Gothic. Very, probably something that Gothic architecture pulled from. Yes. Um, but. Anyway, we digress. This one really took us other, but there wasn't. There wasn't anything to the story. Yeah. It wasn't... Literally, it is talking about what the gargoyle smelled like. The fact that she never saw the gargoyle until she finally gets to the end and, and she's having mental trauma over the fact that she can't write a book. Yeah. Um, and then the gargoyle pushes her into her yeah. ultimate story. 
And that that was the entire story. It, yeah. It was highly disappointing. I wanted I wanted some. I know. I was re- I was listening to it and I was like, oh, this is not what Kim was hoping mm-hmm. for when she saw the gargoyle. But Krampus delivered, so I'm. All I'm night okay. we still have another Krampus somewhere. Do we? Yeah. How do you know? Because there's a Krampus on the front of the cover of the other book, and we haven't read that Krampus yet. Oh. We read the Krampus in the Winter Spirits. There's another mm, Krampus in the yeah, other Yeah, but one. that other book's really disappointing me, so. I know, but I'm I'm holding out hope. We still have um Stephen Graham Jones, yeah. Stephen Jones Graham. We've liked his stuff in the past, so. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. Yep. All right. On that note, our intro and outro music is by Howard Harper Barnes and is called A Snowflake's Tale from Epidemic Sound. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to Bookpile Banter on Spotify, Amazon Music, iTunes, or whichever platform you listen to your podcasts. We'd love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms, such as Instagram or TikTok. You can find us at book underscore pile underscore banter. And don't forget, we'll be back tomorrow with our next short story. 